Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is The Darkened Mind by James Russell Lowell. James Russell Lowell was the youngest of the five fireside poets and the most modern. The subject of the darkened mind, mental illness, is certainly a modern topic, particularly as Lowell treats it. It isn't a gothic madness, as we find in Edgar Allan Poe or Nathaniel Hawthorne, as well as in today's popular entertainments, whether horror and suspense movies or television police shows. Neither is it treated melodramatically in order to manipulate the emotions of the poem's audience. It's treated honestly and without drama, though all the more painful for that. Modern as all this may be, the language of the poem is noticeably, insistently, old-fashioned. In the place of you and your, Lowell writes, thee and thou and thine. EST is added to the verbs. Sit is sittest. Look is lookest. Can is canst. Are is art. Puts is doth put. We would like to be near you is rendered, we would fain be nigh thee. This poetic diction was already disappearing in the latter 19th century, and Lowell rarely used it. In his long poem, The Cathedral, for instance, which I'll be reading from in future episodes, his language is like this. Be he nowhere else, God is in all that liberates and lifts, in all that humbles, sweetens, and consoles. This is beautiful, but it is also standard modern English. Whatever the reason for the darkened mind's peculiar combination of modern sensibility and old-fashioned diction, it seems to have been Lowell's deliberate choice, and not simply the default language of the time. But why, and why it works, is a puzzle, though a puzzle worth thinking about. Lowell gives no name for the condition he presents. His readers would have recognized it as melancholia, which was to them no romantic character trait, such as we might attribute to Hamlet, but a real and awful illness. We would probably say something along the lines of massive or fourth-stage depression. An interesting aspect of the poem is who the sufferer is, not the poet himself or some stand-in for the poet, as we expect to find in poets, including most poets today, whose depictions of disordered inner states are usually of their own disordered states, whether of joy or terror or anywhere along the continuum between. Rather, the sufferer is someone whom the poet loves, either as a family member or friend, and Lowell speaks not just for himself, but for all those who love this person so painfully lost to them. The Darkened Mind by James Russell Lowell The fire is burning clear and blithely. Pleasantly whistles the winter wind. We are about thee, thy friends and kindred. On us all flicker the firelight kind. There thou sittest in thy wanted corner, lone and awful in thy darkened mind. There thou sittest, now and then thou moanest. 
Thou dost talk with what we cannot see. Lookest at us with an eye so doubtful, it doth put us very far from thee. There thou sittest. We would fain be nigh thee, but we know that it can never be. We can touch thee, still we are no nearer. Gather round thee, still thou art alone. The wide chasm of reason is between us. Thou confutest kindness with a moan. We can speak to thee, and thou canst answer, like two prisoners through a wall of stone. The hardest heart would call it very awful when thou lookst on us and seest, Oh, what? If we move away, thou sittest gazing with those vague eyes at the selfsame spot, and thou mutterest, thy hands thou wringest, seeing something, us thou seest not. Strange it is that, in this open brightness, thou shouldst sit in such a narrow cell. Strange it is that thou shouldst be so lonesome where those are who love thee all so well. Not so much of thee is left among us as the hum outliving the hushed bell. This brief poem of thirty lines, just two hundred and thirty words, is carefully constructed to convey all that it does. The opening lines set a pleasant scene, a fireplace fire burning clear and blithely. Blithe is a good word that we've lost. The Oxford English Dictionary, the standard dictionary for English study, defines it as exhibiting kindly feeling to others, kind, friendly, clement, gentle. What is it about the modern world that we no longer have need of such a word? By the end of the first stanza, though, this pleasant scene has shrunk to the subject of the poem sitting in his, or her, accustomed chair, lone and awful in thy darkened mind. Again, the Oxford English Dictionary is an important aid to our understanding and appreciation. We still have the word awful today, but it's become trite. The OED tells us that for Lowell's readers it meant that which inspires or instills fear, terror, or dread, terrible, dreadful, extremely shocking, or distressing. There thou sittest, lone and awful, in thy darkened mind. We vividly see this figure, sitting, moaning, talking with whom, or what, looking with uncomprehending eyes, relentlessly wringing her or his hands. But the feelings we experience are the feelings of the friend or family member. It is a feeling of love, but also of pain and bewilderment, and yes, frustration. This last is important to what true poetry can do for us. It helps us by being honest about life. There are times when we think our feelings are wrong and we feel guilty for having them, such as feeling frustration with a person who's ill, when in fact such feelings are natural and shared by most people. Thou confutest kindness with a moan. To confute in this case is to render futile. Your moans render our kindnesses futile. Who wouldn't feel frustration, maybe even resentment? but the love is no less real for that. The Darkened Mind 
The fire is burning clear and blithely. Pleasantly whistles the winter wind. We are about thee, thy friends and kindred. On us all flicker the firelight kind. There thou sittest in thy wanted corner, lone and awful in thy darkened mind. There thou sittest, now and then thou moanest. Thou dost talk of what we cannot see, lookest at us with an eye so doubtful it doth put us very far from thee. There thou sittest. We would fain be nigh thee, but we know that it can never be. We can touch thee, still we are no nearer. Gather round thee, still thou art alone. The wide chasm of reason is between us. Thou confutest kindness with a moan. We can speak to thee, and thou canst answer, like two prisoners through a wall of stone. The hardest heart would call it very awful when thou lookst on us and seest, Oh, what? If we move away, thou sittest gazing with those vague eyes at the selfsame spot, and thou mutterest, thy hands thou wringest, seeing something, us thou seest not. Strange it is that, in this open brightness, thou shouldst sit in such a narrow cell. Strange it is that thou shouldst be so lonesome where those are who love thee all so well. Not so much of thee is left among us as the hum outliving the hushed bell. Two things strike me about this poem. One, of course, is the pitiableness of the sufferer. The other, and the more important, is the response of family and friends. They keep their loved one with them, even in their frustration. It's beyond their understanding. Strange it is that thou shouldst be so lonesome where those are who love thee all so well. But those who love stay and include and care for, with pain and without reward, but nevertheless with love. I hope you feel strengthened by this difficult poem, strengthened in your sympathetic humanity, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. And visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, where you'll find previous episodes and also find my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.